know that our Lord has brought us into a brand new year and it is good that we are here uh, today and I thank you for coming and being with us and, um, and we just ask the Lord to continue to bless you in this new year uh, as we uh, work together. It's good to have those that are watching us live and we pray that there's something that we can say to you today to encourage you in God's Word as we get into God's Word in this brand new year. And so the title of my message today is this, Where to Draw the Line in the New Year. Where to Draw the Line in the New Year. And if you would stand with me as we will not forget this new year, we will read Galatians 2 and 20. It's been reminded, I've been reminded here right quick. So let's read that today to start out our brand new year. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated across the building today. Now let's begin my sermon today. We're so used to reading Galatians 2 and 20 every Sunday morning. Where to draw the line in the new year? Where to draw the line in the new year? A lot of us will make a lot of New Year's resolutions. Uh, if it's losing weight, if it's uh, saving more money, uh, if it's doing uh, whatever you couldn't do in 2022, whether it's bad habits, addictions, whatever, this may be the, the pivoting point in 2023 that you're going to move forward and do some things that you've never done before. And I want to encourage you today that God does want to do great and mighty things in you in 2023 that, that didn't happen in 2022. Maybe you didn't allow Him uh, to come into your life. Maybe you didn't give him that room. Maybe you didn't uh, expand uh, in, your, in your mind and in your heart and, and what you was really wanting to do in 2022. Maybe you started out in the first 10 days of last year, uh, you New Year uh, Day of last year, and then after 10 days, you kind of got back in the rut and said, oh, well, I'll wait till next year. Well, I want you to know today that God gives us information of His Word and lets us know how that we can draw the line in our lives. And what, what I mean by that drawing lines is that a line that you wouldn't cross and you wouldn't cross it without the Lord. The Lord would be with you to help you <clears throat> get through what you're getting through even in this new year. <clears throat> and I thank God today that He is with us today and that He loves us uh, dearly. If you would go with me into the New Testament to 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, beginning with the 12th verse. <coughs> Excuse me. Where to draw the line <clears throat> in the new year? 1 Corinthians 6 and 12. God's Word says, the Apostle Paul, he writes, and he says, All things are lawful unto me. Watch this. But he says, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, 
but I will not be brought under the power of any. Let me read this again. It takes a little bit to, to pick up on this, but then you're going to get, you're going to get it here, here real quick. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. The Apostle Paul, he's right, and he is saying that I want to be controlled by the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to do anything that's contrary to what Jesus is trying to say. I don't want to go against what Jesus is instructing me to do, what Jesus is wanting me to be. I don't want to take on and let myself be exalted over everything else in life. In other words, I don't want everything to focus in on me. We live in a society today that everything is about me. It's about what I'm going to do this year. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to do this. I'm doing this. I will do this. It's everything about I. And the Apostle Paul says, there's nothing good in me at all, but only Jesus Christ and Him crucified. There's nothing in me because He says, I've got to crucify my life. I've got to crucify my heart. I've got to understand that I'm dealing with an Adamic nature, a nature that is called the flesh, that's called carnality, and that rises up in me. And the Apostle Paul says, I don't want to be controlled with that. People are controlled about with addictions and all the things that brings them down. But listen, you can break the bondage. You can break the addiction. You can break what you hate that you are doing in life with the Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 10 and 2, the Apostle Paul says this, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud in the sea. We are all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. In other words, God clearly knows us even all the way back into the Old Testament. And we are all baptized unto Moses in the cloud of the sea, the new birth makes all things begin to be new in our life. I've said old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become brand new. A good time to become aware of personal sin. Now is a good time for us to take inventory in our life. <clears throat> all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. But we have a brand new year that we can start out to say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of the things that I have done. Lord, help me to overcome. Help me to be able to go over the things and go, and, and go away from the things that's drawing me away from you. Lord, keep me close to you at hand. <coughs> Excuse me. The new birth makes all things new. 
a good time to become aware of personal sin. Romans 3 and 23, for all has sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. A good time to believe that God loves us. God loves you. God wants you to move forward with Him. Romans 5 and 8. But God commandeth His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. <clears throat> Let's remind ourselves again. But God com committeth His love towards us in that while yet when we, our hearts was away from Christ, when your heart is away from God, He still loves you. He still draws you. He still brings you to His Son, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ died on the cross for us over 2,000 years ago that you and I may have life and have it more abundantly. Therefore, it's still a reminder to let us know that even when our mind was not on Him, His mind was on you. His mind is on me. doesn't matter what you're going through. doesn't matter what you're face it doesn't matter what you're dealing with his mind is on you because he wants the very best for you because he's Abba father he loves you and he bled and died for you for the father gave his son so that you can be free that I can be free that we no longer have to walk in bondage no longer do we have to walk in addictions no longer do we want to walk in anxiety in fear uh, in worries, we can be set free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Yet yeah, it's a good time to respond to the love by receiving Christ as Savior. What a great time to start the brand new year. If you haven't made that profession of faith, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and life, and maybe you've heard it over and over and over again, but maybe this is the brand new year for you to say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart and life, and Lord, save me. And the Bible says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross, He arose on the third day, seated with the right hand of the Father, the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. You say, Pastor, is that easy? It's that easy. Receiving Jesus Christ is confessing and saying, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and life. And He says, I will come in and I will save you. You cannot save yourself. I cannot save myself. I can't save myself with my wisdom. I can't save myself with my knowledge. I can't save myself with my intellect. Doesn't matter how smart you are. Doesn't matter what you are. Doesn't matter what you've got. Doesn't matter how much you've got. You've got to accept Jesus by faith and say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Lord, save me. And Jesus Christ comes into your heart in your life and he saves you. The Bible clearly lets us know in Romans 10 and 9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You say, Pastor, is it that easy? It is that easy. Listen, the question would be today, where does this lead? How do I please the Lord in daily living? Where shall I draw the line on questionable activities that I deal with every day? You see, we have questions in our minds. 
every day. We have questions in our mind. Are we going to move forward with the Lord Jesus Christ? Or am I going to move forward that if I'm dealing with addictions, if I'm dealing with old habits, <clears throat> and I should say bad habits, how to get rid of that, how to move forward, is to begin to question yourself. Can I do this on my own? No, you cannot do it on your own. You've got to have the Lord Jesus Christ to help you every day. Because if you think you can do it on your own, you'll never, ever do it. The addictions will still be there. The bad habits will still be there. Things that you deal with every day and you're plagued with every day, you will deal with it every day. But to be set free is to say, Lord Jesus, I fully surrender to your Lordship. Take everything that I deal with and you put it in the Lord Jesus Christ's hands and relinquish it all, then that's when He sets you free. And that's when God becomes God in your heart and in your life. My first point today is this. Draw the line on anything that is not expedient. Draw the line on anything that is not expedient. Let me remind you again, God's Word, 1 Corinthians 6 and 12 says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Paul reminds us that the Christian life is a new life. God wants to do a new beginning. <coughs> Excuse me, a brand new beginning in your life. He wants to do something new in your life. I don't know about you, but I don't like the old, same old, same old. I don't like the old things. I, I like something new. I remember here at Christmas time, people getting Christmas gifts. I like to get new things. I know you like to get new things. You don't like to get old things. And God is a God about new beginnings. God is a God about new things in your life. Old things have passed away. There's nothing you can do about 2022. Whether it was good or bad or ugly, there's nothing you can do about it. It is gone. That is history. You lived out history in 2022. But now, you and I can do something in 2023. Now we can move forward with whatever we're dealing with in life. And every one of us, including your pastor, deals with something every day on a daily basis. We go through something every day, and we cannot do it on our own. We've got to have Jesus Christ to help us through everything that we go through. Physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, mentally, these are things we go through every day. Why, Pastor? Because we are human. You're not a robot. You're not a computer. You are human. You have feelings. You have concerns. You have things. This is humanity. This is what we go through. Jesus Christ is moved by compassion. He is moved by our infirmities. He's moved by the things that you and I go through every day. He is moved and by Him being moved is that He understands us because He went through what you and I are going through today. Jesus already went through it. 
He says, you'll go through it. You'll deal with temptation. You will deal with the things in life. But listen, you can be an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Listen, 1 Corinthians 6 and 11, God's Word says, And such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Such were some of you washed, set apart, made just in God's sight. When you accept Jesus Christ into your heart and your life, you are set apart. You are washed. Why are you washed? Why are you set apart? Because now you have accepted Jesus in your life. Jesus now is the commander in your life. He is now steering the ship in your life. He is now in your boat. He is guiding you by the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, to help you through temptations, through addictions, through uh, habits that we have, whatever it may be that we deal with, God is there to help us. Listen. All things are lawful, not saved by keeping the law. All things are not expedient, but expedient that which helps us alone. Not all things are contribute to growth in the Christian. The question is today, will this make me love Christ more? Will this enable me to serve Christ more effectively? My second point today is draw the line on anything that enslaves. Draw the line on anything that enslaves. I'm going to add this. That enslaves you. Draw the line on anything that enslaves you. If something is controlling you, then that's a red flag. If you can't say no, then something's controlling you. Then that right there lets you know that that you are being enslaved. If it's dealing with addictions, if it's dealing with habits, if it's dealing with issues, things that you're dealing with every day, and if it's not getting you closer to Christ, then it's enslaving you. If you're not growing in Christ, in God's Word, if you're not moving forward, in prayer and in your in your devotion then you're enslaved in other words the enemy is pulling you away from the word of god he's pulling you away from your devotion of prayer He's even pulling you away if you have got Bible study on Wednesday night that we do and you decide to put an excuse on I'm not going to go he's pulling you away from Bible study If he's putting the excuse, you don't need to go to church this morning, that means he's pulling you away. You don't need to go to church this morning. You can watch it on TV. If he can pull you away from being uh, around Christian people that you fellowship with one another and that you get encouraged by praying for one another, if he can pull you away, then he's enslaving you because now he's wanting to rule you because he doesn't want you to have nothing to do with Christ. He doesn't want to have have nothing for you to do with getting out of addictions or getting out of the things that you're dealing with on a daily basis. He's trying to pull you away, so he's wanting to enslave you to go in his direction. Draw the line on anything that enslaves you. There is a wonderful freedom in Christ. There's no freedom in Satan. 
All things are in my power, Christ says, but I will not be overpowered. Let me say it again. All things are in my power, as the Apostle Paul says, but I will not be overpowered. All things permitted, but money is lawful, but I will not be under its power. Recreation is lawful, but not to be our master. Political power is lawful, but not to rule us. Let nothing become your master. Today, let me say it again. Don't let things of this life begin to master you, to enslave you. Let Jesus Christ set you free from enslavement. Because that's what the enemy does. He puts on and he stacks it on and he stacks it on and he puts it on more and more and more and more to enslave you to where you can't begin to move anywhere because now you've been drawn by this and that and everything else. And you hear this and you hear that. See, I want you to know today discouragement will enslave you. If you stay around somebody or talk to somebody long enough, you will be discouraged if they're going to give you discouragement. If you continue to be on that, that, that path, then you're going to be enslaved by it to where you can't find hope, that you can't find what you're needing in life and that you need Jesus Christ in your life, in the center of your heart and life. And no matter what somebody says, no matter what somebody does, don't be detoured from the enemy because it's the trick of Satan that wants to get you away because he wants to enslave you. Listen. Third, draw the line on anything that does not edify. Draw the line on anything that does not edify. 1 Corinthians 10 and 23, God's Word says, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Not all things build up. A lot of times things will tear down. Who are we to build and to build up? Who are we to be building up? Are you building your brother and sister up in the Lord? Are you lifting them up in prayer? Are you praying for them? See, it's quicker to find somebody's fault quicker than to find something good in someone. It's easier for me to find fault in somebody quicker than it is for me to find good in somebody. And it's easy to do that, but that's what the enemy does because the enemy wants to enslave you and cause you to go into a, to a deep area to where you continue to be negative and there's negativity going on. Listen, I'm sharing with you for the new year, get out of that negativity. Get out of the enslavement. You can be set free in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let other people sap your victory. Don't let other people sap your joy. 
The joy is of the Lord. Doesn't matter who's acting up. It doesn't matter who is saying what. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Let me say it again. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Give God praise in the house when you can praise Him and say, Lord, thank you for another day. There are some of us that will walk around as Christians and become doom, gloom, and agony and defeat. Don't be doom and gloom and agony and defeat. Hold your head up high. Give the Lord the world a smile and let the Lord know that you're serving a God that's on time, a God that has the victory, that you have the victory in Christ Jesus. There's plenty of people that has the sour look on their face, but claim to be Christians. My friend, you're not a Christian if you're walking around looking like a sourpuss. You're not a Christian. You are a Christian when you begin to share the love and show the love to others around that you come in contact with. If you claim to be a Christian and you're acting like that, you need to pull your flag down because you're embarrassing Christianity. You're embarrassing others that are around. Live like you say and say how you live and live for the Lord Jesus Christ and begin to share the love with one another. That's what's wrong with our world today. We're going around, walking around like we're in lies. Everybody's lying. It's great. Oh, let's lie. Oh, and now we're going to color the lies. Let's make a blue lie, a red lie, a yellow lie. And we color code all the lies. A lie is a lie, folks. The truth is the truth. Black is black. White is white. Hell is hot. Heaven is sweet. There's no in-between, folks. And if we're going to be enslaved like that, that's what the enemy wants us. He wants to take it hook, line, and sinker. And say, you're okay. You're all right. But folks, we're not. That's why we have to come to a heart of repentance. If we're not where we need to be with God, then we need to come to a heart of repentance. Same here with this pastor. If my heart's not where it needs to be with God, I need to come to a heart of repentance. I need to repent. We need to repent. Our churches need to repent. Because God is looking at our hearts. He's looking at your heart. He's looking at my heart. You can't answer for nobody else but yourself. That's why Jesus says and the Apostle Paul says that I will not be enslaved. That I will not let things of this world control me. Control my mind. Control my heart. That's why we have to be set free. And you don't have to walk in bondage. You don't have to walk in enslavement. You can be set free. Let me go on. Listen. Who are we to be building up? In context... Our brothers and sister in Christ, that's who we are to build. We are to build one another up in the bond of love. We're to, yeah, we make mistakes. Yeah, we may have shortcomings. Yeah, we may have faults and failures. 
Yeah, I'm not the perfect pastor. I don't claim to be the perfect pastor, and I never will. And there's not a perfect pastor. There's not a perfect church. There is faults and failures in a church. If there was no faults and failures in a church, then we wouldn't be here today. But we're here today because we have faults and failures and we have fallacies because we are human. We make mistakes, but we don't have to stay in our mistakes. We have a way of an escape. And that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're not to go through playing the blame game. Well, it's the pastor's fault. Well, it's the deacon's fault. Well, it's the member's fault. Well, it's this person's fault. It's not, it is all, we are all in this boat together, folks. We are in one body. We are all together. We are all in this together. And if you started judging me, I could start judging you. And the judgment could just go all around in the church. And it's easy to do it because you can pull out all the faults and the failures in everybody. Just like you could pull the faults and failures on me as your pastor, I could pull faults and failures on everybody else. But that's not what the body's made up with. The body is made up with the bond of love. That we are to love and to forgive and to move on and say, Lord Jesus, help us as the body of Christ. Because that's what we need. We need God's help with one another. With love with one another. Listen. We must build one another up. Will this build up others in the family of God? If not, we must leave it out of our lives. If this can't build. But we have to build on the firm foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because He is the rock that we are to build on. He is, that's the church. We are the church. And we are to build on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. In my closing today, the, three, the threefold test of all we do and say in this new year is first, does it help me along in my Christian life? Does it help me along in my Christian life? If my shortcomings, if my addictions... If my habits, the things I deal with, as we all deal with every day, does it help me alone in my Christian life? Does that help me? Does it help me or does it hinder me? Second, will it allow me to remain free or will it become my master? That that you indulge, that that you still deal with, that you still face with every day. Will it allow me to remain free or will it become my master? Third, does it build up others? And I'm going to add around me. Does it build up around others? That's the threefold test of all we do and say in this, in this new year. Does it help me alone? In my Christian life, will it allow me to remain free or will it become my master? And third, does it build up others? Here's a quote from John Wesley, one of the greatest evangelists ever. 
John Wesley writes and says, Whatever cools my affections towards Christ is of the world. Look at this. Whatever cools my affections towards Christ is of the world. Here's another one. J. Wilbur Chapman. Anything that dims my vision of Christ or takes away my taste for Bible study or cramps my prayer life or makes Christian work more difficult is wrong for me. i got to read this again. I want you to look at this. J. Wilbur Chapman writes, Anything that dims my vision of Christ or takes away my taste. See, the devil will want to take the taste away from your Bible study. And that's a proven fact on Wednesday nights. That's the proof and the fact. The proof of the fact is on Wednesday nights, if, if you're not coming for Bible study, that's another thing that the devil's, the devil's pulling you away. That's another way that you can get closer to God. That's another way to get communicating with God. That's one way to, to make your, your, your relationship with Jesus Christ to be strong, firm for this new year is to be in a Bible study. I've got to be in a Bible study. I've got to be in the Word. And I'm your pastor. I've got to be, I've got to be taught. I, I've got to hear the Word. You see, I'm preached to with my deacon here at the church. You see, I, I, I'm needing Word just like you're needing Word. I'm human just like you. You see, anything that dims my vision of Christ or takes away my Bible study, listen to this, or cramps my prayer life, Listen, if you hadn't prayed that much last year, or if you hadn't prayed at all last year, now's a good time for the beginning of the new year. But don't let it cramp your style because that's what the devil would want you to do. You don't need to pray today. Well, the church will pray for you. They do that on Sunday morning, and they do that on Wednesday night. Does it cramp your style? Listen, folks, this is where the rubber meets the pavement in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If we claim to be the Christian, if we claim to be the disciple, if we claim to be the servant, Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, he says, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Not his cross. He's already bared the cross. He bared it over 2,000 years ago. Jesus said, if you're going to be a follower of me, and everybody can say I'm a Christian, but are you a follower of Christ? Are you a servant of Christ? Are you a disciple of Christ? He says, because you've got to deny yourself. So J. Wilbur Chapman says, Anything or that cramps my prayer life or makes Christian work more difficult. Oh, it's difficult. It's difficult for me to get to church. Oh, I can't get to church. I'm, I got this going on. I got that going on. This is going making difficult. Listen, he says, Chapman says, it's wrong. It's wrong for me. Listen, we can find every excuse in the book to say why we can't do what we need to be doing. And it's easy to do it. We live in an instamatic society. We've got everything in our fingertips. We've got social media like we've never had before. You're living in history right now where media is so fast. Things are happening so fast. Give you a prime example. You don't even have to walk in the library anymore the library is in your hand and that is your phone that's a library 
I can look up anything I want to look up. I can find out about anything on anybody. I can, if I want to know anything about anything, all I have to do is go with a stroke of a click, and I can find anything that I want. And that's what the devil, if we're not careful, he wants to find us to find everything else out but Jesus Christ. And he wants us to learn about everything else but about Jesus. But what is cramping your style? What is stopping you? Because if it is, it's not for you. Stand with me across the building today. Folks, this is where the Bible lets us know that the Bible is, is for correction, it is for reproof, and it is for instruction. That's what God's Word says. I didn't write the book. I didn't write the book. God is the Word. We're studying, we're studying on the Gospel of John on Wednesday nights. If you're not coming, you need to come. You need to learn about the disciple of John. You need to hear about the Gospel. Listen, He is the Word. He is the Word. I didn't write the book. But it is for correction, it is reproof and instruction. And it cuts against the grain in your life and my life. Why? Because we're human. And why? Because we live in a world and we're in a society. I will do what I want to do. I will be what I want to be. I will say what I want to say. And I will go where I want to go. That's the world we live in. And if we're not careful, we'll get that same attitude. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to be what I want to be. I want to go where I want to go. I'm going to do what I want to do. And nobody's going to tell me nothing. If we get that kind of attitude, how can we be a Christian and act like that? Folks, we've got, we got to check our Christian walk. We've got, we got to check our walk with God. Because that's where the rubber meets the pavement in our life and our Christian walk. I don't know about you, but I want to make heaven my home. And I want to do what God has asked us to do and what God's asked me to do. Because when it all shakes down, it's going to be you and God standing one day. And you're going to have to answer. I'm going to have to answer. Boy, I've got a lot to answer for because I'm a pastor. Boy, I've got a lot to answer for. Did you know judgment is harder on me than it is on you? Did you know that? Listen, I tell you, this is where we don't need to let addictions, that is of the enemy. We don't need to let habits, that is of the enemy, that is not of God. And God wants us to be set free because if we're not, you're in bondage. And I promise you, the devil will take you further than you want to go and he will keep you longer than you'll ever want to stay. Because he's nothing but destruction. The Bible says, oh, I don't know why I'm saying this, but i got to say it. The Bible says that he is out to kill, steal, and to destroy. Jesus said that's what the enemy's up to. He's going to try to kill you. He's going to try to steal from you. He's going to try to destroy you. And there's a lot of them that's gone down that road. But listen, don't go down that road. You've got the road map. You've got a good church here. You've got a good pastor that tries to do the best he can to preach the word, to give you the truth, to let you know, don't go down that road. There's red flags and lights flashing for this new year for your life. And God wants you to have favor. 
He wants you to have favor. And he wants to unleash and give unto you all that he can give unto you. But listen, we just got to fully surrender. <coughs> In this prayer today, those that are Christians and those that are believers, I'd like for you to meet me on the altar here um, this morning because I would like for us to pray in here in this new year. This is a new year that's dawning. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new time that we can say, Lord, whatever our, our sins are, whatever we're dealing with, and I've talked about addictions, uh, I, I've talked about um, habits, whatever it is, we all go through things in life. We all go through things in life. And listen, God clearly wants to set us free. 